1: Somebody who joins us each and every Friday, Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa talks about her match from this past Wednesday on AEW Dynamite and also what we might expect in the future with Tony Storm. Also, we have a very special guest. It's Pride Month, and we're celebrating here on Busted Open, and we do it with this episode with Effie. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Thunder Rosa, good morning to you.
3: Good morning and welcome to the Thunder Hour, everyone. I am super excited. This whole week, I was like, oh my God, oh my God. How is this gonna be gonna be like? I am like, I don't know. And then like, I have my bestie David putting me over on Instagram. And then Gabby had her first segment. Congratulations, yep. finally. I'm so proud of they give you your space. And Dave, you need to stop giving her so much uh, of a no, hard time.
1: I, at, you know at what? Home. I gotta be honest with you, and and I'm being completely honest here. I thought she did a great job. You, I I, did I'll, too. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. My first segment, the first segment I ever did, was very short, very quick. Her segment, Gabby went long in her first segment. Like I just remember my, Good. I was embarrassed. Thunder. I was gonna and say, how David. Quick, because... How quick my segment was the first time.
2: Are we, are we talking yeah, about radio are we talking about something else you thank you about? i
3: was just about to say that i was like that was like your first time too huh we all know that we all know that i asked violeta last week and she said that that's why i choose oh, yeah, foreign well, objects all the time
1: yeah well you know, you know what whatever it takes <laughs>
3: uh, <laughs> i love you david
1: <laughs> oh i love you too dr rosa you're the best um by the way, I, I'm so glad that we could say AEW Women's
3: World Heavyweight Champion after that title defense this past Wednesday. And still. Yeah, well, and yep. still. You know, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, it was it was very challenging. This one was a challenging match, I will have to say, uh, because Marina Shafir, she has a very different style of wrestling that um, a lot of people can't. If, if you don't know MMA very well, it's very hard to understand how can you, like, really get in win a match like this, because uh, someone that has so much MMA experience can be very dangerous in the ring. And uh, because they have strikes, they have punches, they have uh, all the groundwork. She's a purple belt. If I'm not, if I'm not wrong. And, um, and she's hungry, like she wants this opportunity. And, um, and yes, it was, it was rough. Like my legs still hurt. Like I have bruises on the side of my legs. Wow. Um, it really reminded me of you know, my of my days of MMA.
2: <laughs> that, those kicks that y'all started with, ah man, I, I was right at, right in the move. I was like, man, I would have saved that because you know, did you feel any laboring in your legs like in the middle of the match?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yes, it's especially on my left leg. Uh, it's very very sore, and I didn't think it was gonna be that, but because having conditioned my body to that kind of training. You feel the pain right away. So, yeah. um, and um, like I said, this match in particular was for me challenging because it, it was different. It was I really have to come with a strategy, and I'm really like uh, show what what I can do as 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 an MMA with my MMA background, and also with 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 what Marina has. And I, one thing I want to mention. I don't know if you guys noticed. We didn't even touch the ropes that much in this match. Mm.
2: No, but, you didn't did you notice that. I did notice, and and I was wondering. Um, there's some stuff that I I have for you here on busted open, but then there's some stuff that I, I would like to talk to you after the show. Uh, but the stuff that I have to talk to you right now is how you de- how you. Take on your defenses. Like, you know, I love the fact that um, you had a, a great defense match on television. The one thing that I would like to see in the future going forward is when you're putting those matches together, that it'd be somebody challenging you and you be honored for the challenge rather than. Uh, it'd be an annoyance or it'd be uh, some kind of angst, some kind of you're frustrated. How dare you challenge me? No, when you're the champion, you accept every comer that comes along. Like, if you're like, all right, well, you, you feel like you're up to it, let's go. Like, no, I want
3: that's what I was saying. Like, when I, I issued the first challenge uh, at, at AEW, I was like, yeah, whoever wants to be with me in the ring. I'm ready. Like, you know, I, I like challenges. I like being in a way where like, Oh my God, how am I going to, how am I going to put this puzzle together? Like, what do I have to do to win? you like just seeing what the strengths are and what, uh, I have to work on to be on top all the time. So it's, yeah, I see what you're saying, but, um, I had a lot of fun. I can't, I can't deny that
1: it was physical. That match was really physical. On Wednesday night, like, like seriously, like you, that's the type of match market. You feel it when you're watching it. My goodness.
2: Yeah. Uh, not only do you feel it, but like the people at home, if they try anything that they saw, they're going to go, Oh my God, why would they do that? Like that, that hurts. You know, like, I mean, the one thing that I, I felt like was a, a, a big point of contention is the holes. They they worked in and out of holes faster than I, I normally saw people work holes, and they always went back to strikes. And I, I man, I just don't know how y'all were able to walk afterwards yeah. with all of the leg kicks and uh, uh, the ankle locks and, and, and so forth. Like that, y'all put a lot of wear and tear in just one match on, on your legs.
3: Yeah, I will have to say with Marina, because of her background, if I I put myself in a certain situation, she's going to take advantage of it. She's going to make, she's going to try to make me tap out. That's, that's, that's the reality. And every time I was trying to get in something, she will put me into something else. So I will have to give it, give it to her. So I have to make sure I was not in a, uh, in a compromised position and earlier during the match. So that's why I had to get out. Uh, of like starting holes a lot faster than how I usually do because in other places I have some time to think because I know if I she grabs my leg and she grabs me in a certain way she can put me in an ankle lock and I'm done and it has happened to me before and it's not nice and it's not cute it hurts so um yeah like I I see I sometimes I feel like people are not used to seeing women hitting each other so hard on national tv yeah, that's true you know? And, and, and the thing of it is, is like, and you know me, Mark, you know me, David, uh, and everybody knows I am, I am different. You know, I, I, I was cut on a different cloth and I was brought up in, you know, Mexico, Japan, and that's how they trained me. And I, uh, sometimes I'm, I could be a little bit nicer. And when I have to bring it, I'll bring it. I'm not afraid of anyone. And like, this is like the thing that makes me want to like, May, maybe in the near future, jump back again in the cage and like really get up to the punches and to the kicks because I'm a little crazy. But. I'm shaking my head.
2: I'm shaking <laughs> my head.
3: And you know, I Styles know.
1: makes a Styles makes a fight, Thunder. And you've been in a ring with so many different women over the years, especially now as 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 champion. Do you have a preference? Like, cause you, like you said, you've stepped into the cage before. You've gotten physical. But then again, I've seen you do moves and do things athletically that is make me say, wow. Is there a preference to a style that you like when you're in the ring?
3: It depends on who you're fighting, right? Okay. Because if I'm fighting something, somebody bigger, I'm going to try to chop them down and use all the arsenals that I have to try to take them down. And if somebody that is on the ground, and if I'm jumping from places to places, she's going to grab me and put me on something. So I have to think about, is it in, in wrestling and in, in, in MMA, there's psychology to the fights and to pro wrestling. So you have to think about which opponent you have and see what way you're going to take to get the win. Because you always have to think when you step in the ring that you are going to win. Otherwise, don't even step in the ring because you're just wasting your time. And, um, and and that's what I try to do. I personally love groundwork. That's ground and pound is like, Again, it's just like when you do me that, it... <laughs> Mark, come on, man. What? <laughs> I
2: love ground and
3: pound. I bet you do. I bet we all know sex, sexual chocolate. We
2: all know.
3: David, come on, man.
1: See, I, I'm, I'm not gonna follow that. Right up. Now. I'm just saying, like with the with the ground to pound style, because like I said, you have that MMA background. So yeah. for you that because I would think even in a match like that's also a way to wake up once you feel that once you feel that kind
3: of an impact, I'm sure that wakes you up during a match as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean I think I still have ruses like it's just you get such an adrenaline rush. You become such a junkie for adrenaline when you have those type of matches because it's like you feel the pain, you feel the people, you feel the energy, you feel everything. So. Uh, I mean, I do like those matches and I was last year, I think I was having very like ground and pound and like very impactful matches. And I remember Mm -hmm. my body, I was like, Oh my God, I don't know if I can wrestle like this forever. So I got to change the style. So like, it's a, now it depends if it, if it calls for it, I'll do it. I, I think it's, again, it's so important to show that women can also do that too. And I see the guys having really like, uh, a strong style matches on TV. Nobody says anything like, oh, those are like a hard-hitting match. And then when women does it, they're like, oh, my God, they're really beating each other up. No, it's the same thing as wrestling.
2: That's, that's you know really what? important to you. What that's, was that? I said that's really important to you to show that women can do the same thing that the men do and that there shouldn't be any, uh, I don't know if you say bias, but you, you want to make it clear that it's okay.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. I think uh, all my trainers, female and male, they train me uh, to be equal with with the men because we were training with men. And they're always, you have to learn how to base. You have to learn how to fly. You have to learn how to do this. You, you have to learn everything that the guys do, point, period, blank. Because you never know one time you go into uh, and, uh, and a match and the girl that you were supposed to wrestle didn't show up and you're gonna wrestle a guy. So you need to be able to do certain things and you need to be proficient. At what you're doing, and for me, is proficiency and being able to adapt. Being able to adapt to every situation is so important to be successful. Wow!
1: And I'll say this too, because the main event that we saw on Wednesday between Moxley and Kyle O'Reilly was physical. It was extremely physical. They probably saw the match that you had, and we're like, "All right, we got we got to kind of step up our game here," because man, that was a hard hitting. Physical main event. I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna go out here right now and say I thought the match that you had with Marina was even more physical than what I saw with Moxley and Kyle O'Reilly on Wednesday night.
3: And I wanted to say I I feel when I was watching their match, I was like, man, I should have thrown more more punches, more kicks, <laughs> more <laughs> knees. It was it was like ah. Well, next time. Tony Storm
1: helped you out. You know, you got attacked after the match. She helped you out there, but man, she took a look at that title, that AEW Women's Championship. Just okay, I'm gonna stop you right there. Lot.
3: Everybody takes a look of that title. Let's yeah. put it that way. They okay. don't wanna say it. They don't wanna bring it up because they know I'm ready. And you know, even if they were like, "You wanna wrestle me outside?", I'll be like, "Yeah, girl, they make you did snatch I it care. though.
2: You did snatch it from her. Like, hey, that's that's not yours."
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, I am very protective of my stuff. That's the most expensive piece of jewelry I own right now. So, you know, I'm a very simple girl. So, like, that's mine. That's mine. It's solely mine. But it seems like she was, you know, enamored by it. So, and I know that fans have talked about it. There's been, uh, there was a, a fan page that is, like, they've been, like, positive, like tagging me every day about Tony, was it Tony... Tony Thunder or thunderstorm or like something like that, and then when they saw that, I started getting tagged. Then they're like, "Oh my god, Tony Storm
2: and thunderstorm! That's a good. I like thing, that would be yeah. Thunderstorm, yeah. Thunderstorm, I like that.
3: I'm yes. gonna say like it right what,
2: now, what and would I was, that match be, Dave? What's that? What What would the thunderstorm match be? Would it, would it, be, be a, match? it would be a championship
1: match. It would be I I don't think you need anything. I think it's just a, a regular. Maybe uh. Because you got to be gradual here. But the first thing is just, you know, Thunder bring, putting up that championship for Tony Storm. That would probably be, I think, the first step. But who knows? Maybe we have a program between Tony and Thunder. Or I don't know. I just to put one-off. it
3: out there. Tony, it, Tony. Tony and I, ha- we have never been in the same ring together. Even when we were in the independent scene. So we never wrestle each other. Wow. So um, if this happens... I mean, the open challenge is out there, so anybody that wants a piece of this, it will be a first. So, um, all the fans that are like, you know, doing this fantasy booking and doing all the fantasy stuff, yeah, you can probably be very happy about
2: it. Oh my goodness, we just said this, Dave. We just said it like fifteen minutes ago. Fantasy warfare.
1: Yep. Maybe this
2: is the next installment.
3: Fantasy warfare.
1: Well. I'm going to take it a step further because, Mark, as you know, CM Punk is out with injury and we're going to have an interim AEW World Heavyweight Champion. For me, your world champion in AEW is Thunder Rosa. So right now, Thunder Rosa is the face. No, Thunder Rosa is the face of AEW. She is the only person right now that's holding a World Heavyweight Championship. So, Mark, to me, Thunder Rosa is the face of AEW.
3: I, I want appreciate, I, I appreciate awesome, that. that that's, yeah, that is great. A woman being the face of a major company as a major champion is amazing. So yeah. there you go, guys. This is your AW women's world champion. I still have the championship with me. I know everybody wants it. I know everybody wants to get it and you already know, right? And I'm just going to say, I'm just going to promote this again. Just don't forget guys. I know you're listening right now. And some of you are going to call me in a minute. Uh, We still uh, have the auction live. Uh, Tell your friends that are rich and want to help our community and Uvalde. The deadline is next Friday. So make sure you do that. from today. And today. Go today and check it out.
0: Hear what's happening around the globe on World of Basketball. Taylor Matern, one of the two screenwriters on the new Adam Sandler movie, Hustle. When I originally wrote the draft, there was one producer on board. I told him, I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write this as if I was 13-year-old me reading Slam Magazine, right? That's going to be the tone of this. New episodes of World of Basketball, hosted by Fran Frischilla, are released Thursdays on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts.
1: As a wrestling fan, you know it's hard. ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan additional taxes fees and restrictions apply see mint mobile for details warmer sunnier days are calling fuel up for them with factors no prep no mess meals meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef crafted meals with options like calorie smart Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. We'll let your guest get into it. So, Thunder, yeah. why don't you introduce the guest right here on Busted Sultan. Open?
3: So this guy, man, I'm going to tell you a little story before I introduce him. I was in Chicago, a freelance, and I remember it was like, the entrance was purple and then like Elton John using plays. And I'm like, who the heck is playing Elton John? And then I turn around and then there's this beautiful human being on this pink uh, leather jacket with spikes, right? And everybody's singing the song and I'm singing the song and I'm like, wow, this is pretty awesome. And then he comes out with this like, Effie and like with, with with
2: fishnets
3: yeah fishnets and I was just like wow and then I see him wrestle and like how people like loved him and I'm like I like this dude like this is different like um this is I don't know and then I remember at the end of the night I I went and introduced myself to him and I was like who are you I was like oh I'm Effie nice to meet you and whatever and then I'm like this this dude is really cool what he brings is different so Talking about different being different and being and accepting yourself for who you are, Effie is that kind of person that has accepted himself for who he is and has represented being queer, being gay in a such an in a prideful way that I, I am so happy that he's my first guest because last time I saw him live, he was at wrestling Pimpinella, who's one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. Like Pimpinella came out and he, yeah, he's an exotico, and we can talk about it later. But Effie is one of those guys that is making a difference in the wrestling business for who he is and is bringing people together with him and it's upbringing them. And, and it's it's empowering them. So with that said, God. Effie is in the house. <laughs> Whoa. Tearing
4: up yeah. here during pride month. This is incredible. <laughs> well, thank you. And I'm glad it came across as a little different. I've, I've always kind of approached wrestling from my own little brain force and I think that there are more people jumping on the train of like, Hey, it it might seem weird to you, but when you get it out in front of actual people, people who are around us, they might actually be into it. And I've found a lot of people that are into it. And I think we've, I've gotten to work with a lot of talent. I mean, we did our fourth big gay brunch, like you said, in Dallas where I got to work with Pimpinella Escalada, which was like a dream come true (laughs) as a gay wrestler. You look to these exoticos who were doing, the most uh, flamboyant version of, of being uh, an out and open superstar. And they were dealing with the most extreme version of that hate. So for someone like Pimpinella to stand across the ring from me and just be accepted by everyone and everyone is having this party atmosphere. You're like, this is the way it always should have been, but I'm so happy we got to it.
2: Effie, Mark Henry here. We met briefly in, in Florida. I got to see you work. I've watched you work on the Indies several times. And you're living the dream of, like you said, the, uh, the former uh, gay wrestlers that came before you. Um, being that it's Pride Month, do you feel like, wow, we finally arrived, we finally made it?
4: Yeah, I think there's a, there's a glimpse of that to see how successful doing like the Effie's Big Gay Brunches have been. Um, but I think there's also the idea that like, there is still sort of the the segregation of, of the groups. And I even heard from a talent the other day that, you know, we already have a gay match on our show, we don't need more of that. And I think when I advertise my version of Effie, it's a little more extreme, a little more poke at your face than a lot of the other performers are. But it's about platforming that like, Yes, these are queer talents or these are LGBTQ talents, but they offer so much more than that little niche that you want to put them in. And historically, when you look at, like, gay talents being used kind of in a comedic effect or being used, you know, in the same effect as, like, we're having a Divas match on the show, it's sort of a a ha-ha in between the big boys actually doing their thing. I hope if people have watched some of the shows I've put on that... It is the sparkle and glitter and acceptance and fun and party. But there's also been some very brutal pro wrestling and all styles of that pro wrestling from heavy submission matches to just all out death matches that these talents come and they they can exist in this world where we can say this is just for us. But also it's it's shining them out to a whole new audience that are seeing that, hey, we thought you were all just gay talents. And now we're sort of seeing there is every type of talent within this. And it's, it's the same thing as people who say, I don't like women's wrestling. You go, what are you talking about? A woman is just someone who competes in wrestling. You know, if you don't like their style of wrestling, that's, that's on you, but it doesn't mean that all women's wrestling is one thing or all gay wrestling is one thing. So I hope as we continue to expand that we can get to that place where we're not even having to worry. And I don't even need to exist anymore. I don't need to have a queer talent show because the day one setup is you're judged on your talent. You're brought in for what you can do. And just giving this opportunity, I think is the next step. But, you know, me disappearing is really, that's the end goal. Uh,
3: I wanted to say that he uses uh, a fan and it says wrestling is gay. And a lot of the comments that I had from straight people have said, like, wrestling is really gay. Um, You know, and the way that, you know, they see us, because we're wearing like little clothes and stuff like that. And see men like that. Uh, the question that I have for you, Effie, is it's more of a personal thing. In your journey as as a gay wrestler, what do you think had been the biggest obstacle for people to accept you as a professional wrestler in general?
4: Beyond beyond anything gay or anything otherwise, if you've met me, I don't shut up, and I'm if I have a thought on something. <laughs> I'm very direct about it. I've been told that I kind of talk to everyone around me like I think they work for me. And I did. I ran a moving company for eight years. So I had a period in my life where everyone did work for me. I think I can be a little bit caustic or a little bit uh, rub up against you because I'm not going to bite my tongue at any point. I don't really... I consider myself an entertainer. So there's this hierarchy system in our business that if you're over enough, you can kind of not worry about it. But for the people that are working day in and day out to get up and over, you can't just walk into a room and just start saying, I think what you did was awful. Here's a better idea, or why are you doing this? This is a dumb idea. So some of that has definitely held me back, but it's also made me force my own path where you know I'm at the front with the machete cutting through the jungle. Yeah, I'm gonna get bit by the first snakes, but I also get to take the first fruits. I get to take what's my up front because i'm forging the path and hopefully as we move on and i think we're seeing a little bit of it i just want to kind of leave the pathway of like hey if you're too mouthy and you can't take direction well there's a possibility you can still do okay in this it's going to take a lot more work and you have to do everything yourself but it'll it'll at least be a way for them to have a blueprint of an idea to make money doing this because this is this is my gig i get asked all the time what else do you do effie you're just an independent wrestler I have so many channels and so many ways that I've been able to use Effie to get there. And part of that is because, Hey, I can't do this because I talk too much crap. Let me go do this this way. And having to learn that the hard way is, you know, it's rewarding, but I can clearly see, like, I could have had an easier path if I would have just shut up.
1: You you know, Effie you said something before and it kind of just changed my way of thinking, or even what my next question was going to be in this interview. Cause I was kind of, kind of ask you about, how much change has happened in the world of pro wrestling and how much more diverse the world of pro wrestling is. And that's coming from me and you know, and and I'm not gay. And then you just said something that kind of just knocked me and it kind of punched me in the gut. Cause you mentioned about a show that you were on where somebody was like, we already have a gay match on this card. And I was like, wow, th- th- those are things that we heard you know, 40, 50 years ago when it came to different nationalities. I was like, wow. And the civil I, rights. Yeah, and it's like, man, you know, I was going to present the question in a way where it's like, boy, it feel, I feel like from the outside looking in that we made so much progress. And you just said something that was like, holy shit, maybe we haven't made as much progress as we thought. And it's so true. Like, the fact that that's something that was even said to you when putting a show together I I can't even imagine. So, what can we do? What could organizations do? How can we make more progress in this direction?
4: The the first thing that kind of jumps to mind with this is uh, the the sort of battle that our transgender brothers, sisters, and non-binary family are going through right now. Where I know a lot of professional wrestlers personally who are transgender and some of them are non-binary, which means that they do not identify as any gender at all. And one of those perhaps is Max the Impaler that comes to mind. And they have done work with Ring of Honor. They've done work on my shows. And I've constantly seen them go through this battle where you don't want to have to be the sword all day but when people constantly misgender you, when people segment you in a group because they go, well, you you can't go over here with the guy. So we got to just say you're a women's wrestler, even though that's not how you identify. Seeing them continue to just kind of push forward and get to that next step, even though they've had everyone looking at them going, well, you need to fit into here. You need to fit into something. You know, Sorry you feel that way, but if you're not fitting in, it's not going to work for the programming. The The battle now of kind of moving away from that gender segregation and understanding that when Maxi Paler has a match, every single match they have is technically a uh, an intergender match, if you will, because they don't have a specific gender binary. So if they are fighting a man or a woman, or if they're fighting someone who is a different non-binary person, there's never a uh, gender homogeny amongst their matches. And so as we move forward, I know that, you know, the gays and girls have gotten a lot more opportunities, but I want to make sure that we're still uplifting in the same way in the real world, as we are in the wrestling world, our transgenders, brothers and sisters and family members out there, because I think that's the next step of this fight. And if gay people or lesbians are paying any attention, a lot of this stuff mirrors perfectly. And like you said, Mark Henry, with the civil rights, it mirrors perfectly. And this is, it's a tale as old as time, this different person than you, who you may not have the the knowledge or education on let's just hate it or let's push it away or let's not deal with it versus what are we missing as a community? Because we're not involving these individuals who want to bring their talent and their skill into this wild, weird world where almost everything has worked and not worked, you know, what's the risk in, in taking another chance there?
2: Well, I, I just had the pleasure of calling a match between max and and Nyla Rose and that, that match will be on elevation here pretty soon um there was no way that you can watch that match and think gay queer or lesbian or any any other uh description those are
4: two badasses mark henry those are just two badass athletes badass
2: wrestling is what it was it was unbelievable hard-hitting seeing two athletes go against each other of that size Mm -hmm. and caliber like you will be impressed I I, I, there's no way as a promoter I would say well we already have uh, uh, a gay and lesbian match
3: no but you know there's no way I would do that mark but it's it's like it's as sad as it is I work with a lot of uh, independent uh, promoters and I hear that with the gay even with the women we already have a women's match what do, you, what do yeah. you mean you already have a women's match? And this is like a, a constant struggle that I see all the time. And even for for uh, our, our queer friends, like I, sometimes I don't even see them. In, in, in me growing up in Mexico with Exoticos, uh, it, I can't even believe like all the stuff that they went through. Like they always put them with the minis. They never gave them a space or the time or like a championship or an opportunity for a championship. It was always comedy. It was always, you know, stuff like that and some of this talent are like amazing are just amazing and they just never had an opportunity and they
4: take that tiny bit and work so much with it i think of a performer nowadays like mamba who's been doing incredible character work and ring work and you're right it does get pushed into that comedy category but not to cut everybody off i kind of want to get to the bigger idea of the effie idea which is if i truly believe that this is entertaining and this is wrestling that is going to bring people in which I'm not BSing you when I tell you, the number one thing I hear at my merch table every week is this is our first show, or we found out about you and wanted to come to wrestling for the first time. To get these new people in, we have to take the risks. And wrestling is a business. And so if we can prove, like you are proving with Mission Pro and proving with your mission and, I mean, being a damn champion and being an incredible performer, but also putting on the shows, baking your own pie instead of uh, sharing it, More people are going to catch on, more people are going to pick up on it, but we have to prove, hey, if we really think this works, we're willing to take the business risk on it to show you. And if everybody benefits off of that, we've got to be willing to put in the work to say, we've got to give them a little bit of the proof in the pudding if we believe it truly. And I hope that we've been able to do that, but I think we can keep doing that and kind of make everybody else go, hey, keep up, you know, look how good we're doing because we took the risks on these performers.
1: Well, I want to get in, in, into you and to your character and to your personality because I watched the GCW show at the Hammerstein Ballroom with Stunda Rosa was on. Uh, and my wife, who's not a wrestling fan, unless it's Thunder Rosa in the ring, uh, is not a wrestling <laughs> fan. She saw you and she said instantly, she's like, this is my favorite wrestler. And it had nothing to do with what you were actually doing in the ring, but your character, your persona, your entrance. You're an entertainer. Um who inspired you? Like what was some of the influences, you know, because you are so good at what you do.
4: Yeah, I think in wrestling obviously, if you can't tell that my dad had me growing up on Crockett Promotions and Flair <laughs> and Dusty and the Four Horsemen and even stuff like, you know, when the Freebirds were working the Von Erichs with PS Hayes out there strutting. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a huge PS Hayes mark. Um I think even outside of wrestling, taking that showmanship aspect and uh, looking at performers around us, like I went and saw a gay country artist the other day named Orville Peck and he performs in a luchador masks and he does old school style country. (laughs) It's incredible. And people were lined up around the block, around the block for this guy because he has such a a way of carrying himself. He has such a specific presentation to himself. And so I think when I look at people like musicians or people uh, that are in the movies or recently, I've been watching a lot of Buster Keaton and a lot of Three Stooges because I think that slapstick element works really well in wrestling. And so when you're mixing that in with all the other stuff, Being able to do stunts like, uh, we did a 24-hour show at GCW that had a lot of segments. And at one point, 11 a.m., I had fought Homicide at midnight, done commentary at 5 a.m., and this was my match at 11 a.m. I fell down an entire staircase. People were like, did he do this on purpose or not? Good, I'm glad you were wondering because (laughs) I was studying Buster Keaton and I knew people had watched 12 hours of wrestling already. If I can do something that is so weird and unexpected in the middle of a match that features wrestling, they're going to jump up out of their seats. People are trying to stay up 24 hours. We have to look to these outside influences because at the end of the day, wrestling has a rich history. There's a lot of wrestling to study, but people are entertained by so much in the world. And I think we we would be foolish to leave that out of the way we perform our, uh, our combat.
2: Effie, I don't know if the first conversation you had, I told you how big a fan I was. And I wanted you to save your body. I was like, man, you are beating the hell out of people. People backdropped you and you went, you did a a hand, like they did a a vertical suplex and you took a vertical suplex to the floor. And I wanted to come and hit the (laughs) ring and go, what the hell are you doing? What are you doing? And then I said, I I, I continued to watch the match. And I I saw the, 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 the psychology and the comedic presence of it. And when you came out of the ring, I pulled you aside and I said, hey man, I was very entertained. Have you ever heard of this guy named Les Kellett? You remember that? I do remember that. And like, I hope that you adopted some of his stuff because y'all were twins. He, he did the the big pantomimes. The um I, I watched the match where Les Kellett went to the ring drunk. And he he locked up with the he, he went they rang the bell and he went to lock up with the wrestler walked right by the wrestler and locked up with the referee and <laughs> right away boom he had me I was in I wanted yeah. to see the rest of this match What
4: is this crazy man right so, doing
2: So that that being said um, I also see you in a gaming chair Yes
4: and and,
2: uh, and and you you got some you got some big stuff going on.
4: I got a lot going on, man. And I yes, want to say does. first, I have I have learned the strength of being able to talk to these other wrestler types because I've worked with some great big names this year and sort of have the confidence to go, I'm going, this spot right here just involves you standing there. Or this spot right here is the reaction to this. And mixing in all of their wrestling and all of the heavy stuff, but knowing I gain my strength and shine in these moments of the silliness and the pantomime in between the real wrestling. It's like Cole Cabana told me, if it doesn't focus back to wrestling, it'll fail, but it can be as weird as you want if you can get it back to wrestling. But now I got to promote myself for a second. I'm having a weird time. (laughs) I just turned 32 and I have to announce I am joining the cast of a Netflix show that the first season drops on January, June, January, June, June 16th, this month. I don't really know how much of the first season I'm in, but it is an animated show. It is a wild LGBTQ cast. It's got a lot of weird stuff in it, but but for Effie, uh, come find me on the road. I can't even repeat all the dates right now. I wish there was a central place for dates between the GCW dates and a lot of other Indies. I try to put the calendar out there as much as I can, but if you want to watch me from home, twitch.tv slash Effie lives every Monday at eight, we watch independent wrestling eight to at least 11 PM. Sometimes they let us go over if, you know, there's not a show after, uh, and uh, throughout the week, I'm also just playing video games, hanging out, shipping a lot of merch. I run a, a clothing company called Wrestling is Gay. We just dropped utility trays here. Uh, we donated like $7,500 to charities last year, including charities in Atlanta that are LGBTQ and around the country where we've kind of done these shows. So Wrestling wrestlingis.gay if you want to check any of that out. I really appreciate you guys having me and letting well, me chat. Well, thank you. And thank thanks you. to everybody thank you for best. listening today,
1: right here on Busted Open.
0: So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
3: With the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking.